0: Hello and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is Barbarian, directed by Zach Kreger, starring Georgina Campbell and Bill Skarsgård. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and today
1: I'm joined with Juzo. Juzo, how are you doing? Uh, good, Cameron. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is I've already seen this movie twice, and it's actually Dang. very well-timed. It just came up on... Um, uh, HBO Max uh, just today, so oh, did it? Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you know, you... what's so
0: crazy? I was having yeah. this conversation about um, how uh, apparently Disney Plus in other countries just goes absolutely bananas and will show literally anything. <sighs> Um, oh, because yeah, this yeah. is this is in this is on Disney Plus right now in like <laughs> Ireland and Australia, and I'm like, how wow. in the how in the world is this? How, on Disney+? Yeah, how can
1: we call this the greatest country in the world when you can watch Heat on Irish uh, Disney Plus? I know, I just it's, don't understand it.
0: <laughs> it's insane, and and that that was the other thing was I was trying to find. Uh, you know, cause I always look at like if if a movie's streaming on uh, on Amazon or Netflix or whatever before I end up renting it for the show. Um and I so I was trying to find uh, Fight Club uh, when we reviewed it a couple weeks back. And I was like, wow, Fight Club is on Disney Plus in another, in, like, Australia, um, but it's coming to, to to Amazon Prime in, like, a couple days. You know, it's on Amazon Prime now, but um, I was just shocked that, like, movies like that actually end up on Disney Plus, whereas here we just... Uh, we just get you know censored versions of uh, of the mermaid movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They censored
1: Splash. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can't see Daryl Hannah's ass anymore. This is just outrageous. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it just it doesn't even make sense. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, no, it is perfect timing. Um, and I will say before we get into this, we are going to this is a review, so we are going to fully spoil the movie. Um, but please, please, please watch it. I would say mm-hmm. it is. Uh, really important that that most of the most a lot of the enjoyment of the movie comes from watching it and experiencing some of the twists and turns along the way um, without knowing so, anything. Yeah. yeah, So do go into it without, um, you know, without any prior knowledge. Don't listen to this review. Just uh, we'll just say we recommend it. Um, Very and you, can, you can stop it there, watch it on HBO, and then come back and, and finish yeah. the review.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to. Given I know some of your audience, I. It's not for everyone, I would say. It is like pretty disturbing in some parts and moments. But in a way, it even is. I mean, I didn't make my mom watch the movie, but I I described the entire like I told the movie to my mom like it was a campfire story, mm. and she was utterly compelled the entire right, way through. Right, like right. normally, I tell her about some disturbing movie, she's like, "Can I just eat my salad? Like, can you stop bothering me?" <laughs> but she was like, you know, like I tell her half of it, and the next night she's like, "All right, so you're at the part where he's down in the basement," and I was like, "All right, you yeah, tell her the rest of the story." So, um, yeah, it's a great it's it's a it's a great. Um, I knew nothing going in and it was really, really fun to see the movie sort of, uh, unfold and, um, subvert your expectations a number of different times.
0: Yeah. Um, well, anyways, I, I do want to talk before we get into that. I mean, you know, uh, let's talk about what, what we've been watching. I have been watching nothing. I've been consuming, um, a podcast actually only, um, oh. which is very strange. I've, I, it's this. It's the show called Kill Tony, which I think is just so funny. It's hilarious. Hmm. It's it's a um, uh, it's a live show. So they do it, uh, you know, online or, you know, they do it in, at a venue um, and people from the audience will come up and do their their best um, impersonation of a stand up comedian. They'll do like one minute. They'll do sixty seconds of, of stand up. And half huh. the time they're uh they've never done it before and it's horrible. And then the other half, you know, it's like a ten year veteran and, and they're they're great and they, you know, do their one minute. But um it's hilarious, it's a lot of fun. Uh so I would recommend that. That's uh that's a fun uh, so, enjoyable so it- uh just you know, it's just like a stupid fun um kind of show, but uh it's really enjoyable.
1: So the hosts of the podcast just kind of roast through this attempt at comedy, basically. Yeah, then, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so <fun."> the
0: <laughs> so the hosts, yeah, they're, they're like on a on a table. They're like on a panel uh, on stage with the comedian. Um, uh-huh. So the comedian will come up, and then afterwards they uh, they talk to them and, and tell them how bad they were. So <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty uh, charming, I guess. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but that's that's all I've been watching. I really have just had not enough time to sit down and and you know watch any actual content so mm-hmm.
1: well i'll just run really quickly through like a, a, a series of because i've just been watching a lot of stuff so i'm just going to quickly like rattle off a th- few things i saw that i really liked and would recommend is about schmidt the uh, jack nicholson uh film from uh, alexander payne which you watch in our film club really great i'd, I'd say top three jack nicholson Glenn G- Gary Glenn Ross we watched for our um, Michael Sal class just amazing um, ensemble play adaptations like Al Pacino Kevin Spacey, Ed Harris um, Jack Lemmon like, I would say mm. maybe Jack Lemmon's greatest performance honestly like maybe over the apartment um, A Few Good Men I watched the first time very enjoyable um, let's see Armageddon Time there's a new film by James Gray who we have been a little bit ambivalent to positive on in the past, but I think this is a much better film. Um, kind of an autobiographical story by him. Uh, let's see. I watched Brick again, Gone Girl, uh, Thelma and Luis for the first time. That's great. Um, and then the best thing I've been watching recently is I've been watching Mindhunter with my dad mm. for the last um, last couple of weeks. And um, God, that is just such a great show. I mean, if it wasn't 10 hours long, I would probably watch that first season of Mindhunter as many times as i've watched the social network or a uh, fight club or any of the great finch because yeah. i really do think it is up there with those and um as a portrait of um i don't know i mean it's like it's like almost a, a similar has a real parallel to the social network as a portrait of like this kind of offbeat person who's a little bit strange who takes his strangeness and like uh, turns it into something that changes society essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, and something that is in some ways very positive, the profiling of criminals, but in other ways is kind of um, could have some real n- negative repercussions. And um, it's just, just terrific. And it's also just like a great workplace comedy slash drama and the buddy movie between uh, Jonathan Groff and Holt McCallany is, is terrific. Yeah. Um, and then one one other movie I want to highlight really quick is Amsterdam which I just saw for the second time actually the other day with my friend Adam. My friend Adam loved it, but th- I find this movie utterly fascinating and in some ways deeply embarrassing. I mean it's <laughs> it to me I I found myself actually it was taking me back to my like film school or not film school but like making movies in high school days of where mm. I was um having my uh, friends improvise an entire movie, you know, which we did in the, it's fine. We did in the style of Linklater, which is ridiculous. Cause if you've know anything about Richard Linklater, he doesn't improvise a single line in any of his movies. But um, it's funny. Cause I was like, I think I actually might understand how to direct improvisation better than David O. Russell does, <laughs> at least in this movie, because <laughs> it's like, you're watching these actors. You need to give the actors something, you know, you have to give them some kind of, you need to hit this mark and you have to say this thing or, or, you know, talk about this in your, just use your own words. This is how Soderbergh did Let Them All Talk, by the way. You know, that was, that's a great movie. Um, but here it's like, he just let them, you can see them literally being like, I guess I'll just, you know, oh, there's a, gla- a, a prop, an ashtray I'll pick up, I'll comment on, or I'll, they, you got nothing, you know, in some scenes. And then in others, it's very delightful and has a little bit of that kind of flavor, that, you um, that you had in like Silver Linings Playbook or American Hustle and is very enjoyable. I mean, the the three leads of the movie, uh, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie and John David Washington are very, very charming. And it's a kind of a sweet movie about this kind of odd, uh, trio, odd group of friends in the early thirties kind of being caught into a conspiracy. It's very like film and war type plot, but it's like, it would be like if you watched the big sleep and, um, was howard hawks right and you just and like hawks had just let the actors improvise and just m- like literally make up the story as it goes along um but it's a fascinating to see a movie that is has a, the scale and the cast and the budget of like something like martin scorsese would make but with in scenes not through the whole movie i actually think the last 15 minutes of the movie is quite good um but Many scenes it is as amateurish as like a student film. Wow. Um, so in some ways, it is like the most movie I'd most recommend, just in that I mean, you could watch Mindhunter and enjoy something that's at the highest level and was brilliant. But I've never really seen anything quite like Amsterdam in terms of the combination of stuff I really like and stuff that I'm utterly—I literally was had an expression of utter bafflement on my face <laughs> for the last hour of the movie the first time I saw it because I just I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then the second time it, it's a little more just kind of boring, um, but I don't know. It's it's a it's a really f- uh, fascinating artifact that I can recommend in some ways.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested only in the fact that it's O' Russell, and it, it's weird because he is someone who I um, I enjoy maybe like t- I guess two of his movies, um, but mm-hmm. pr- you know pretty much I, I mean I don't know I, I don't he he's he's another one like um, like Neil Blomkamp where I'm like wow how did you make like such a good movie. <laughs> and then like nothing you know what i mean like he just yeah. there's, there's something about his his catalog so i i am interested in him cuz i do think like i do think he has a good unique vision uh, but i didn't think this was the right uh uh the right angle necessarily for his uh for his brand of storytelling so no know.
1: It, no it's a lot it's a lot messier i once you get to the end you see what he was trying to do and it's actually kind of In some ways, you can see he's trying to make a lot of a a bit of a parable about like modern day, like democracy and political stuff. And but it's, I don't know, American Hustle, you know, when I watched American Hustle again, I did see some of that, those qualities, that messiness and that kind of Mm -hmm. we're just going to let the actors do whatever. But I don't know, it just kind of works better. It feels like they had a little bit more to work with. Also, it's like Bradley Cooper, you know riffing with louis ck about some story louis is telling about his you know brother uh, you know going fishing on the ice is just gonna that's just gonna work better those are two ta- and cooper even has some chops and comedy and you know those are two people who can kind of riff together something out of nothing but you know uh, these are just regular a lot of these are just regular actors and you know it's not really their fault that they have this director who's kind of just basically you know hanging them out to dry um but I don't know. Yeah, there's something you know. De Niro's great in the movie. There's kind of a cool score. Lubezki. It's the first movie Lubezki's shot in like five years. It kind yeah, of, uh, looks pretty cool. They're a little more muted than what you'd expect from him. But
0: well, it's I mean, yeah. it's the first a oh, Russell movie in seven years. Yeah, since yeah, Joy. since Joy. Yeah, which I heard yeah. was also terrible. I didn't bother watching it.
1: Joy was like a that was a right to me down the middle. It was like I mm. have no recollection of it. It was neither good nor bad. It's like, I, it just exists. And I, <laughs> I, I came away with nothing, even though I saw it. Um, yeah. great trailer though. But anyway,
0: well, this is cinema spectator. You can support us at p- patreon.com slash ECSF productions, um, to get access to bonus content and other things that we might put out for, uh, you know, occasionally. Uh, but if you don't have any money, uh, that's fine. You can just give us a like and a rating on iTunes, um, and Spotify, and uh, we would greatly appreciate that. But I am excited to get into Barbarian oh, oh, juice. on, hold on, What?
1: Hold on. <laughs> I, well, I, I hate to, to step on you or to, to make a mockery of you, Cameron, but you, I feel like the last few times I've been on here, you keep seeing e- ECSF. Isn't it E-C-F-S? ECFS?
0: Did I say SF? You've been
1: saying SF. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: All Everyone's right. going well, to be look
1: looking at- into the search bar with utter confusion. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, ECFS. Not to be a... A grammar nazi right no now, that's that's a fair that's a fair criticism
0: i i i didn't get the name right so well and it's it's even worse because that was the name of our old podcast so um we don't we don't Everything even have anything from yeah, yeah we don't ha- even have anything affiliated with that so how would you even find us you know so fair enough mm-hmm.
1: good th- thank just you look up dude. cinema spectator really that's the uh, that's the yeah
0: exactly Um, well, anyways, uh, let's talk about Barbarian. I, um, am, so, you know, since we watched it, I've become more and more sort of in love with this movie, um, even on a, a conceptual level, but also just appreciating the fact that how, um, genuinely scary it is and how, um, excellently done that horror really is in, in a way that I think, um, defies, and reaffirms tropes of the, uh, of the horror genre that I think are, are just so interesting. And so, um, I guess just worth discussion. It's like, it, it's, it's a, not only is it a fun and enjoyable ride, but I think it's also a great example of a sort of classic horror movie premise, uh, that, that fulfills, um, Mm-hmm. which is and shocking and rare yeah. <laughs> uh, because a yeah, lot of horror yeah. movies, well, you you get to the end and it's, you know, the last 10 minutes and it kind of sucks, you know, and it, it doesn't really, yeah, a lot of them
1: start, they have kind of one idea, yeah. which is like, like you can imagine a version of this movie. I don't know how much we're going to get into spoilers, but like right here, but are we kind of in that right now? Well,
0: let, let's let just, I, we already gave our recommendations earlier on. Um, and, like I said, this is a review. I think it's actually really important that we do go into spoilers. So please, 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 for the second warning, um, do not continue if you haven't seen this movie. It's on HBO or see it in theaters. It's actually amazing in theaters, and I want to talk to you about this. Um, oh, sure, but, absolutely. Uh, but the but but really, um, don't watch it. Don't don't even watch the trailer if you haven't seen. Yeah, it. yeah, just yeah. go in. The Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But spoilers, full spoilers ahead, we're going to just get into it.
1: Okay. Yeah, what I was going to say is just that I think you can imagine a version of this movie where you hear the premise, you know, a young woman goes to an uh, Airbnb and the answer or like the question of the movie is, is it haunted or is yeah. this guy actually evil who she meets there? Who, by the way, the director casts as he casts the guy who plays Pennywise in the it movies just, <laughs> just to make you go, Ooh, I don't know. Right, Even though right, he's acting right. very friendly. And, um, you sort of, I don't know. I think, I feel like the director himself was saying something about how he, he wrote it initially, you know, and, and then it was like, and then she goes into the basement and then he's like, Oh, okay you know he kills her, like or you know it just everyone is ready for what's gonna happen yeah which is either you know which is just that oh the guy yeah he does turn out to be evil it's like it's like oh what if we <laughs> what if we just cut to Justin Long driving along the coast of California <laughs> listening to Donovan you know like what if, what if we just do something completely different yeah and um it just makes it such a amazing experience when you see it um I mean, both times in the theater even with you it's funny because cameron you, you are like one of the more like subdued movie watchers i know like you, you're you not you're the opposite <laughs> of my mom who, who's constantly going oh oh no oh oh through the whole movie you're very quiet but there are even moments in this movie where you're like what the heck yeah what? oh you're yeah like, 100 like, there there, me was, on here?
0: there was there was uh i think maybe two moments that i that i uh, you know, you have the classic, like, ah, <laughs> you know, the actual, you know, scary um, mm-hmm. moments, and there, there, yeah, there's a couple of moments in the in in this movie for me where I was like, wow, that is so well done, and um, yeah, I don't know. To me, to me, what's interesting about this, and it seems, I don't know, it does it seem like most people have ended up liking this movie?
1: It, it seems like I don't know if I've seen anyone who. Hasn't liked the movie or loved it, yeah. Because
0: I think one thing that uh, this movie does really well that I think a lot of other horror movies kind of fail on. Um, I think this movie wink, winks, or you know, it's kind of winking and nodding at some of the things that you expect to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but in in other ways, it really does lean into those things. Um, the you know the extended. Mm-hmm. Uh, period where they're you know exploring the 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 basement area and you know they're they're walking down and the, you know there's like all of those things are sort of classically well, like what you would find scary in a scary movie, and they never mm-hmm. they they never pull their punches there uh, you know like Krager is very intentional at making the scary things actually scary, um, mm-hmm. and and so. Even though it's sort of poking fun at certain horror expectations and horror tropes, it actually embraces the ones that I th- I think it I think it has a perspective that some of these tropes are actually useful in scaring people. Like sometimes this mm-hmm. actually does work, even though it's sort of a classic uh you know woman goes down basement yeah, and finds basement with a knife you know, or whatever yeah, yeah. and finds uh, a scary hole you know it's like yeah, it's like I that know. is that is classic but it is also scary it it still is scary
1: <laughs> and i think i think him the the him doing this like bifurcated narrative really allows him to kind of um do what i feel like very few people other than jordan peel recently have been able to do which is is do something that's incredibly funny and making fun of the genre, but also like playing it completely, you know, like get out is a funny movie, but that, that he's, the scary aspects of that movie are played straight. You know, it's not, it's never, you know, a lot of movies that, that go into sort of parody even a great movie like hot fuzz, you have to sacrifice a little bit of the danger, the sense Mm -hmm. of um, like reality of it because you're kind of in this land of it being sort of more of a cartoon. Um, not that, that actually hot fuzz the action scenes are pretty great yeah fuzz, to be fair but well, t- um, you know
0: something like um like scary movie or you know is a is kind yeah of classic, or even like so. a mel brooks movie sure. or something you sure. know
1: is you have to sacrifice a bit but he, he the it's so clever to have this sort of um have two very different characters play through the you know this young woman playing through all of these like scary elements and all these things that you've seen before in a horror movie and then have this like utter doofus who's basically just like this horrible human being um, playing through it in a way that just you're you're it's like the funniest thing I've seen in almost any movie this year I mean you you know like and one and it's also kind of um, in a way that doesn't feel um didactic and you don't even really realize it until like maybe like a day later that it's actually kind of an interesting like a little bit of a comment on like how men versus women might react to something or how you know like she's like absolutely terrified and he's like oh i'm gonna go get my tape measure and see you know if i can get some extra (laughs) square footage off of this and i think also
0: even how the how the audience interprets those two scenarios differently too you know it's a comment on Mm -hmm. sort of um the you know where we see the danger in in uh whatever is what's her name in Tess we see the danger in Tess, Tess yeah. uh going down there but uh with with Justin Long's character you were like eh whatever you know it's like <laughs> yeah a you little know, bit it's a little it's, bit. it's it's kind of hilarious and and there's in some ways you you're like rooting for uh, something bad happen to him it, uh, a little bit you know There's S-
1: sort of but it is still suspenseful like yeah. when he, he's going down you do have that like knot in your stomach and even more so because you know at what's that point in the movie there, yeah. you know what's down yes, there so yes, yes it's 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 one of those those things that we talked about when uh, i think we were talking we, we even on the podcast about us we did where it's like it's the there's something about horror and comedy that sometimes can go almost hand in hand and that that feeling of like anxiety and like the fluttering of anxiety and laughter sometimes go right together and they i think they really do um in that definitely i mean definitely in that sequence with long but even in the earlier parts of the movie where he, she's um just talking to Bill Scarsgard, and nothing scary has happened at all um at least especially the audience the larger audience I saw it with at the Grand lake um there's a lot of nervous laughter and giggling mm-hmm. at every red flag. Uh, Skarsgård sort of tips into sure. her every time he says like oh yeah there yeah there's a lot of bad guys out there <laughs> or he's you know he says or he's like talking about the wine like I didn't open it so you wouldn't you would know I didn't po- poison I, I mean, love, uh, yeah, you I love that you know that and <laughs> he's like I can see why you didn't drink the tea like I, I totally get it you know well okay um, okay before I
0: guess bef- we're we're I kind know. of already into it but um, I do want to just kind of put together a little bit of a brief kind of uh, you know synopsis of the story.
1: Um, yeah, I, for anyone who's not seeing <laughs> like, the movie, which is a bad mistake. It's a it's a mistake. But, but yeah,
0: um, so you know it's Tess uh, drives in. The, oh, uh, uh, another thing, remind me to talk about this because it, it really is a beautiful, um, sort of portrait of what makes this movie interesting and unique. Um, is the the Detroit angle? Uh, but uh, anyways. Mm. Oh yeah. So um, uh, Tess is uh, going to you know she's checking into an airbnb you find out later that she's going to a job interview but um checking into an airbnb and uh turns out someone's already there um in her airbnb and you know things are kind of creepy outside she's it's raining she's not sure uh you know whatever some random guy you know it's it's uh it's a it's kind of a poor uh Uh, situation for her and you know there's they they make up some excuse about how she she can't go anywhere else it's you know it's fine it's whatever Mm -hmm. um and you know then she uh ends up um staying at this at this Airbnb with someone else and so sort of the first segment of the movie is about their relationship um you know Strange woman meets strange man. Uh There's a mm. lot of kind of fear there and apprehension with both of them. And, you know, Keith is is trying to especially her. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, but it, it, she obviously it's a terrible situation for her and she's afraid of this random guy who who knows what he's going to do to her. You know, it's it's a it's a weird situation. Um mm and you know he's a stranger obviously and keith is obviously afraid genuinely though we don't find that out until later but keith is obviously afraid that she's going to think he's a weirdo um he's doing something genuinely nice for her but uh right. she is obviously kind of freaked out and the the interesting part of this this section is that you don't know either, you know, whether or not Keith is is a good guy or bad guy. You know, it's a horror movie. It's kind of framed in that way, so mm-hmm. there's some and the casting of him. Yeah. There's some guessing about that, where it's, you know, is is this guy actually going to be, you know, the the murderer rapist, or is you know the barbarian on the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, per the title, um, or is it just going to be you know a red herring. And um, and then eventually you find out they they uh, in a prolonged sequence of of tension and and scariness, um, she ends up walking down or she gets locked in the basement um, and she ends up uh, finding a secret hole. That leads to another secret hole. That leads to the darkest depths of, of.
1: Yeah. Well, first he finds a uh, basically what looks like a rape dungeon, or it's like you, a, a, a room with a a bed and a camera, right? And right. A, a bucket, which, and which is a, bad—a a bloody hand. Bad
0: from. enough um, on its own, you know. It's it is yeah. that is scary um, yeah. in itself. And there's a moment of you know the classic i'm not going back down there uh situation uh yeah. which which is fair and maybe she should have just left <laughs> oh no yeah. you know what actually what is that the point where she no she well, doesn't Keith get chased goes down, by the he's guy. Like a... yeah that's late. well
1: no no she she gets chased that's when she gets home uh, yes she gets home initially she's chased by what appears to be a crazy homeless guy in this area which by the way the house is completely surrounded entirely by uh, abandoned houses. It's the only functional house in the entire area. And, um, and
0: what's, it's so beautiful that that whole sequence, because, um, you know, she arrives, it's dark, uh, it's rainy. Um, and there's a shot that I thought was kind of odd um, or I guess, intriguing uh, in kind of the beginning where she's outside and she is, she looks and she notices that there are no lights on any of the houses um but they mm-hmm. otherwise look fairly normal um you know house shaped you wouldn't really suspect and then mm-hmm. um then she goes to her job interview um she leaves and whatnot and then she comes back to or actually when when she leaves right she um notices that everything is basically just bombed out it, you know it looks like right. it's been a um you know it it just it looks like it's been a war zone essentially um even though yeah, it's just it's been a sort thing. of the the decay of um yeah the decay of of detroit, detroit really. and yeah. and sort of you know what what happened that turnover that happened in that city um and then when she comes back you know she's chased by that uh, by that man. So she's, she's already freaked out about sort of where she is and the situation. She was warned in, in her interview about um, like, you really shouldn't be there. Like, that's crazy that you're, <laughs> that you are there, you know? Yeah. yeah um, right. Yeah. So, so I, uh, w- I mean, when she, when she goes down there originally, um, right. She's, I, I can't remember the timeline. Cause she goes down there
1: and, um, she, yeah she goes down and 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 discovers the room freaks her out so then um keith arrives home and that's she gets out of he helps her out of the basement and basically he's like why are you freaking out she's like I, there was a thing you know there's a bucket and a camera like the way she, she's so freaked out at describing it he doesn't really understand he's like oh l- i'll just go look he's like and she's like no don't go to any, you know but of course he does go down there and then she calls to him. He's like, yeah, I'm down here. And then she calls again, and then he doesn't respond. Yeah. And then in in a, in a moment that is probably a little bit stretching credulity, but it's also sort of the movie is engaging in like, this is a horror movie. Like we, this, this is part of the deal. Right. She has to go back down. And also at this point in the movie, we, we sort of neglected to mention, she has come to trust Keith. Her apprehension about him was a little bit, um, assuaged by the fact that she had this connection to him um through her profession through this film that she's working on and they had this conversation it almost feels kind of like almost like a link later yeah. for a little <laughs> period where they're like talking and they're sort of having this nice time she even when she goes to bed she forgets to lock the door like because she's like sort of uh, has come to trust this guy so she, her concern for him and there's also sort of a mo- i notice there's a moment where she's in her job remember she's looking at his ID and sort of yeah, like yeah. Looking at him, you know they, they play so, that
0: up a little bit the you know this sort
1: of the, the, but just a little bit like the cuteness of it but it but it, it sets up the fact that she has trust in him even though as the audience on- I can feel everyone in the audience going oh no no oh don't go right no, right, no, right no 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 um, but of course she does, and the pounding score comes in or whatever, and and uh, she's you know just terrified, and that's when the second basement, the as an audience you discover the second basement, yes, which she traverses down, and then Bill Skarsgård comes crawling out. He says, "We can't go back. We can't. There was something that bit me back there." She's like, "What? What?" And then out of nowhere, a what appears <laughs> to be a demonic naked woman of I don't know 40, 50. Uh, comes out of nowhere and crushes Bill Skarsgård's head <laughs> against the wall. And then the film cuts to black. And then the Donovan song comes in. Which is just, and then we're it's amazing. <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it feels like the end of the movie because it feels like an end credit roll, right? I thought that um, too.
0: Yeah. I totally thought that actually. Oh, cause I wonder, yeah, I wonder how far into the movie that is. Um, That has it's to be like 45 about, minutes, right?
1: It's at least, yeah, it's at least like 45 minutes. Um, but it's, it's just, and the way it feels, like it's a cut to black, you know, the, but it's like the creature, or what you realize is a woman screaming and then, um, yeah. And then it's just a, you literally like cut to black and then you're, you're on, is it coast of California and just, a yeah, he's, he's in Malibu, his, he's driving in Malibu. Like his oh, okay. BMW oh, oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I guess with the first section of this movie, uh, we uh, maybe let's yeah let's talk about it in in the sort of halves. Um, oh, in the sure. first section, there's already sort of a lot of established and, um, and either affirmed or sort of, uh, you know, uh, twisted, uh, tropes. You know, they have these mm-hmm. sort of, um, uh, you know, everything you think about about Bill Skarsgård is um, wrong. And you re- you get that in the first, uh, that first section, you know? So, so all mm-hmm. of the, the, the whole c- story of, of Keith's character, that arc happens in the first half, which I think is a brilliant way to do it because he, um, he is like, almost like the, the audience is expected to have, um, thoughts and feelings about, about Keith as a character
1: yes yes it either expects him to be the co-lead of the movie or to be the antagonist. Right, right, exactly. And then, and literally, you think that up until the moment you see his face being <laughs> crushed, his skull being crushed, and you realize, oh, I guess he was a good guy. Like, literally, that's it. Yeah. Because like, even when he's crawling around, you're like, okay, he, he's playing her, he's playing her. Uh, oh, no, 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 he's not. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's a nice guy. Well, and
0: and that's why I do love, um, so the though I did see a trailer about this um, when what? it was first being sort of uh, marketed, you know, a couple months ago. And mm. it was um uh it was sort of just the microcosm story of her not being trusting to Keith, you know, she gets there. Right. Um she uh you know, she's freaked out the you know, there's the uh she takes a picture of his of his ID and stuff and then uh mm. you know, the door is open and blah blah blah. Um and that mm. there's that that's sort of um that's sort of the the focus of the of the trailers and sort of how it's marketed um because really you know what gets you in is the story of someone who is not expecting something when they you know arrive to their their airbnb and sort of the danger that uh, that might follow and one of the dangers is this stranger who you don't know and who might be in on some sort of plot to uh to murder you or, you know, put you in the, in, yeah. In yeah. the yeah. secret yeah. room or whatever. Um, yeah. And so, so I do, I do think it's interesting. And, oh, and I was going to say that, um, that shot of, um, of Skarsgård crawling up um, is, mm-hmm. you know, one of the jump scares in the trailer, which I think is so brilliant yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's so, um, uh, you know. It it totally affects what you what you think about about his character and sort of That's how right, sure. how he's you know you know he is part monster in you know some of this this marketing material, um, mm-hmm. which again is just is just beautiful. It's it's a great way yeah, to, to 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 make it so that you uh, are afraid of him from the get go, basically. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's pretty actually it's it's actually pretty clever the way they they did the marketing. I mean, I still like well, I mean, at this point it's too late for you listener, but I I still think it I'm glad I didn't see any of it, but they for for as you know like nope, for example, the trailer those trailers were terrible. Like they gave away way too mm-hmm. much of the movie, like deep deep into the movie. But these are really good because they I think there's one version where it's a trailer as if the movie's about Justin Long and then there's one where it's about Tess. Right. Um, so they basically just set him up as oh, you know, a young woman. Can't you trust this guy or this guy who's having a great time and <laughs> goes to they don't even tease anything about his whole like me too situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's little you'd get those little kind of like horror trailer glimpses of someone running or like something s- scary looking happening. But you if you haven't seen the movie, you don't really know what you're looking at. And nothing nothing um, about so I respect yeah, nothing um,
0: about the. um the woman nothing about the old man no. um no, you know no. you, i think you do see the rape dungeon at one point but that is kind of just general like briefly. ooh scary you know spooky ooh, like scary. what yeah. what could be happening here you know um yeah. but but i guess my my point in breaking that out is um to say that they they play really well with you know your expectations as a as a horror audience um, knowing that uh when someone in a horror movie finds out something spooky is downstairs, um your mm-hmm. reaction, you know, especially being set up with with you know, as a as a trope and sort of he's this other character, your reaction is when is she gonna get trapped in the in the spooky <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh by this guy. Yeah, exactly. In the in this the spooky rape closet uh by this guy and you know it's been a ruse all the time i've I'm, I'm the uh the owner of the home level you know something mm-hmm. very yeah, boring yeah. like he's that he's
1: been doing it for years and he does it. i do this with all sorts of women and everything and also everything you see as she goes down kind of supports that yeah. Like there's all these cages and all this stuff and it it sort of like feels like that basically um but you know the the movie I don't know. A lot of what the movie is doing is playing with perception and playing with the way um, you as an audience perceive characters and how the characters perceive each mm-hmm. other. Because there's a lot of different moments throughout the movie where someone is seen to be something that they are not. And I mean, are we getting to Justin Long here? Yeah,
0: I guess I guess we could move into that if there's, if you know, if we want to. Well...
1: Well, I mean, and we can go back yeah. to, but he's, he's a, his casting even is another example of, it's basically the inverse of the, of what casting Bill Skarsgård mm-hmm. as a basically just a decent guy um, is because Justin Long is, I don't know, my association with him is that he's basically, he's kind of like a, like a cheery, like he's like your buddy or something. So <laughs> yeah, even when I'm yeah. watching it and he's getting, oh, you're accused of rape, honestly, and maybe look, I'm sure this maybe says something about me as a, like I might watch this differently than like a woman might watch it. And actually, when you watch it again, it is very well performed and scripted. His reaction to the accusation that makes it very clear he's guilty. <laughs> but I think just because my. my association with him overrode that to the point that i was like ah maybe maybe this this maybe this woman's lying you know you know and it's only as the movie goes deeper where you're like oh no he's he he definitely did and by the time of course he gets on the phone right right, drunkenly like oh if i did anything i'm sorry you're like oh oh this guy's just a scumbag um but of course you know that this is knowing that information about him makes those sequences even more compelling when Tess is trying to go rescue him later in the movie because you know more. It's it's like they sort of the Hitchcock thing of like you know more than the character does, and you're like you you should just leave. Like it's okay, you know. And same also when he goes into the room with the old man, you know, because you've been filled in with that backstory, um, you're a lot more scared than he is, and um, that makes it you know really really suspenseful. Well, I think
0: I think another thing that's interesting about that too is. you get the background on on Justin Long a little bit before he gets into the um into the real meat of of the situation there right um so mm-hmm. so he you know his his character could also be in on this thing and that's that's another one oh, of your fair. sort of first assumptions is okay well maybe You know, maybe this is actually, you know, all on him, too, because, you know, he could be the barbarian. He's obviously accused of this, um, you know, of this crime. I'm sure, you know, whatever whatever situation happened there, I'm sure that's not the first time or whatever. You know, so like there's a there's another implicit sort of association with with Justin Long being, um, you know, also the potential villain in a more, you know, obviously he he. Is a villain in the story, it, to some regard, but the more immediate villain of you know whatever is happening down in, in the basement, basically, you know. So, mm-hmm. the, and there there is something um, very, um, again, it it plays with your with your expectations of how um, how this movie is supposed to work. You know, you you think that that the movie is going to to make either of the guys the bad guy, um, mm-hmm. and the truth is way you know weirder and uh, more off the wall than than you thought because you know those are just the those are the expectations that the movie mm-hmm. uh, knew that you were going to make and you know yeah. smartly chose the 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 different version of that you know.
1: I, I like what you said about like how you expect a movie like this to work because in a way something i was thinking uh, a second ago is that how there's there's aspects of this movie that feel a little bit like and and forgive me for me of all people to use a video game analogy (laughs) in this but what it reminds me a little bit of uh, is when you sometimes if you play a video game like where it's open world you sometimes will stumble upon something that is for later in the game or you you sort of you 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 exit the beaten track of where you're supposed to go as the character mm-hmm. and there's always i even when i play a video game there's something a little like creepy about that and that when she goes down into the basement it has that feeling when she sees that room um even though it's not really what's going on ultimately but it feels like she's seeing like this is what would have happened to me but she's like gone outside into the margins of the prosaic horror movie sure um, sure and there's something kind of really eerie and kind of um almost like un, it's like in the uncanny sort of feeling um of of seeing something you know like it would be like if kaluya saw the underground you know surgery lab yeah he just stumbled you know, upon it he, and he yeah. was like hmm, yeah.
0: this is weird i wonder what's going on
1: here you know yeah 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 and, and when you get to the bloody handprint where it's very clear it's something horrible it's 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 kind of in in some ways i think it's kind of the most chilling moment of the whole movie um
0: sure it, i yeah. and it reminds me Um, you know, there's, there's like certain, in, in a lot of good horror movies, there's certain moments of realization, um, that are more scary than sort of the, the scary moments, you know, the, the conventionally scary moments. Um, Mm -hmm. like I think the, uh, the zoom into the fingernails on the wall of Buffalo Bill's, uh, well, is Uh, like one of those moments. (laughs) Um, and like, uh, um, uh, the even something like when uh the son in Hereditary like goes and he just he just lays down in bed uh you know before the moment of of you know the reveal oh, uh-huh. um yeah which is like even more horrifying than sort of the the imagery um is like this there's the the realization of a character um. Is is sometimes yeah. scarier than uh, what is actually shown. So you know, in yeah. that you know, the realization of opening the, the you know this door, this you know secret passageway, where you know, I mean, you know that something bad is is in there, um, and mm-hmm. and sort of that's everybody's conclusion is mm-hmm. secret rope that opens a secret door. Um, don't go down there. <laughs> <laughs> something mm-hmm. bad is down mm-hmm. there there's nothing there's nothing mm-hmm. good that can come out of exploring this uh um this messed up situation um mm-hmm. but
1: and i like the way crager is making you oh god you no 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 keep, keep going um no this is the way he's he's he stretches the uh, your suspense of disbelief just a little bit in her going down but not enough that it totally it's just enough that it makes the audience have the titter's of ooh don't go down there right um but it doesn't a lot of horror movies i think sort of break that contract where it it gets so stupid i you can feel even sometimes People sort of just checking out the movie because they're like, "Oh, this is just this is just stupid," you know. Um, but you believe it enough, and and it's also once you get to those points, and once you get them down into the basement, then it's just terrific. And, and, and he, he doesn't really he does two things. Well. He does
0: two things that are really smart in that sequence. Where, um, you know, your your first in- instinct is, um, no, don't don't go down there. Don't look. Don't look. Uh, just. Uh, just keep your business to yourself and move on. You know, yeah. do not call the police. Just yeah. leave. You know, whatever. Um, but you know, obviously, uh, she leaves her phone upstairs. Um, so there's, you know, there's no way she could call, and she, um, she's locked in this oh. basement. Um, and so, and then you know, he does another smart thing, which is he acknowledges that you also probably are, um. Uh, not going to want to go in there, um, and she doesn't either. You know, so so he acknowledges that this is like, uh, you know, it's not like those horror movies where the 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 main female character is like, what, you know? And he she opens the closet and there's the killer, you know. And it's like,
1: it's like, okay, yeah, or she's like yelling at her boyfriend, like, stop messing around, you know. Now she's genuinely terrified, right? But right. also as an audience, another thing is like you do want to go down there. Like you are curious about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, and so I don't know if she is, but you are like a little bit like, uh, well, I think,
0: I think everybody would probably pull the rope, you know? Yes. And so, so, and so that, that is another sort of intriguing part of this where it's like, yeah, you, you know, always in horror movies, you're like, well, why did you go in there? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like that's always the thing. But, on another level, a great horror movie is one where it um, it kind of puts you in the same mindset where where it's like, yeah, I would probably, I'd probably pull the rope.
1: Also, I, I actually to be to be honest, I've done something <laughs> like that before. Like when I when I was house sitting at my music teacher's house, the room where I'm sleeping is sort of underground, and i remember there was a moment that when this happened in barbarian it reminded me of this where <laughs> i there's like a door and i opened it and it's like oh, it's a closet but it leads to other doors and then it leads to like another one and then it's like this under you know it's sort of the crawl space mm-hmm. under the house and it's like really creepy and i was like uh you know but i still like i you had the impulse to keep keep going right. and like look a little more than you should <laughs> you know um and you know luckily my music teacher isn't you know uh, hiding you know uh some giant monster product of incest under her <laughs> house, but it it was it was creepy. Sure, you know? sure, sure. But but there's always like the you know
0: you have the there's like the creep factor and then the curiosity factor of like what you're doing. Um, and and you mm-hmm. know usually, I mean, it really depends on the on the situation. But sometimes you're like, hmm, maybe. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little interested. And, you know, your hope is that you always just find something normal. <laughs> right, but obviously right. being a yeah, horror yeah. movie, you know, you can't, you can't yeah, of find course. something it's, normal in here. Yeah. But, um, but, but, but I guess, um, yeah, so I, I, I love that sequence. I, I think it's so brilliantly um, executed in that there's no, there's no moment of not believing that she would actually do that. One, because she's sort of forced in this um, less than op- optimal situation of being locked in in the basement, um, which is already a creepy space, too. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it kind of yeah. there's layers of creepiness to to this house, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Yeah, 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 I mean, even even sort of the the outside, you know, you th- they walk in and it does look like kind of a, just a normal Airbnb Um, but even the way that it's sort of shot and laid out, the kind of the facsimile of a house is creepy in itself. You know, there's something Mm -hmm. a little bit scary. Like,
1: I always well, it's like Uncanny Valley version of like a nice, right, right. I
0: always and I always kind of think about this when I go to like an Airbnb or something where it's like, it's like, hmm, I like all of this dressing and like the the stuff like it's like it it is like nobody ever has lived there which is kind of like it it's it's a little bit unsettling um it's not like scary mm-hmm. or anything sure. but but there is something unsettling about a house you know it looks like a house it functions like a house but it also just looks like nobody has ever been there ever you know so yeah. um so that on, on, on its think, on its yeah. face is creepy. And then the outside is mm-hmm. obviously very creepy. Um, but then you know you get sort of deeper in the house, and there's that hallway that he he focuses a lot on, which I love. I just love the shots where it's like the hallway is framed. You know, something's mm-hmm. you know down there, something is uh, is happening uh, yeah, <laughs> deeper yeah. in this house. And I like the way
1: <laughs> she uses the uh, light. She bounces the light with a mirror. Which I don't know if I, I kind of wonder. I just watched Brick recently. I wonder if that's a reference to because JGL does that in Brick also. Well, I I uses, uses, uses I lines actually lines I meant the I meant
0: time. the other hall. I meant the hallway inside the actual house um, where she.
1: Oh, just the hallway down where the basement. Yeah,
0: because um, there's there's oh, a lot I of see. interesting uses of, of framing there where it sort of implies something um, dark is going on. You know, down that way. You know, it's it's framing for. For something to happen down behind them in the <laughs> in the hallway, um, which I right, think is right. is kind of interesting, uh, it, sort of a, a misdirect, but in some ways, you know, it it hints at at darker things. Yeah, and then the the basement mm-hmm. itself is is fairly creepy, even just for being an empty basement. Um, and then it's not and. It does look normal. That's that's the other thing too. All of these things like yeah, look. I mean, normal.
1: basements are just inherently yeah, <laughs> a little bit yeah. creepy, you know. And uh, I I kind of wonder almost if 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 people are gonna k- keep doing this whole thing of like where you go down the basement and then they open a, a door and then there's a f- even deeper basement. Because <laughs> I have to say, whatever that feeling is when the second basement is shown. It was the exact same feeling I had when they did that in when Bong did it in Paris. Ah, yeah. yeah where yeah. there's something about it where you're like, oh, oh, it's, it's like it's about to go down, <laughs> you know? Like it really, really is like it's like huge thrill. That's a great. That's um, a
0: great actually example of um, of another another movie that does that so well. The, the sort of creep factor of of this this very empty space, um, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And actually, a similar sort of thing of like people living under the house and that sort of thing um i in, in some ways i think that that this movie the, the movie that this movie reminds me most of is parasite mm-hmm. also the way he's bong also is wrong footing you and changing the genres, shifting yes, a little yes, bit yes. and and moving in ways you don't expect both movies that are just really fun to go into uh completely cold um, yeah no
0: yeah. that's 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 kind of interesting um i didn't think about it until you um you just said that but um, but uh, I mean, okay, so so you get that first sort of scare. Oh, I I, I also wanted to mention, um, uh, again, I think I think the Zack Craigor guy is a uh, is a pretty big fan of of horror movies because he really understands them mm-hmm. in a sort of a deep sense. Um, I'm not sure where that comes from necessarily, but um, I think he really does mm-hmm. get them sort of in the, um practical sense of like the structure of a horror movie because um mm-hmm. in the in the beginning you get you get one of those um sort of just spooky moments of um you know dropping the horror back in a little bit you know the setup of a horror movie is always like a little bit either scary or normal you know where it's like maybe you see something frightening right at the beginning or you see something sort of um you get this uh, splash of horror or, you know, more frequently, I would say, is everything is very normal and things are moving mm-hmm. along and, you know, you get a scene of them interacting and talking to each other and, you know, loving, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's this, you know, f- normal family or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But but there's always one moment of where the, sh- where the other shoe drops a little bit, where it, where it reminds you that you're in a scary movie before it actually gets mm-hmm. to what's scary. Um, yeah, s- yeah.
1: I like Invisible Man, when they're talking and they're hanging out. I think he just he just gave her a gift, and then there's just a cut, and all of a sudden you're seeing them from down the hallway, really far away, and almost like around the corner, and it's like you realize they're, someone else is mm-hmm. watching them. It's like, that's always a great moment. But he kind of doesn't betray that for a while in this movie. The first shot of the movie is creepy. It's like the camera coming out of the grass. Um, but he, he, he has a lot of, there's not a cold open where you see someone getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it is, he has a patience
0: to it. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, we, you know, we just watched Suspiria last night and, and this is another example where it does it really well. And, you know, she arrives, she, she gets off the plane. Um, you know, she has that interaction with the, with the other lady who's coming out of the forest. Um, and then you sort of follow the forest lady a little bit, um and you get that great moment where uh where the you know person jumps out of the window and uh you know pulls her pulls her face in and stuff, you know, and so like um oh, right. the and and so that's like the splash of of sort of horror um the first part. And then it goes into the main story, which is susie just dancing you know she's going to this dance school and it's pretty normal you know mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. so like it 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 does have that little break of reminding you that this is this is a horror movie um and so right this movie i mean uh it really doesn't until uh she wakes up in the middle of the night and her door is open Um, which is a great sound effect it's so terrifying it's creepy
1: (laughs) it's like a sucking it's really creepy especially the second time you see it when you know what really (laughs) is going on it's such a scary moment yeah Um,
0: um you know and then and then like i said it sort of continues into the oh no and then and then uh keith ends up screaming Keith is having a yeah. nightmare. Yeah, he's having a which nightmare. Is, and she which
1: is kind of wakes him up and scares him, which is unsettling, but is ends up being kind of a red herring, sure, sure, ultimately. Um, um but uh, but in terms of uh,
0: well, I was gonna say just getting back to to Justin Long's whole story, um, and I I love that that sort of duality where um, the first sequence is your perception is that this is a horror movie. Um, so everything you expect, everything you want to happen, everything that you know is coming, um, is in the realm of horror. Um, and so you are completely ready for that and you're expecting it in, you know, these multitude of ways. And then Mm -hmm. you see the very horrifying thing, which I can't stress enough how scary that (laughs) that moment is. It really is terrifying. Um, Yes. yes. Uh, and you know, and his head gets bashed in, and then hard cut to, uh, to Justin Long driving on the on the beach, and and now you have no idea what you're watching, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because it could be anything at this point. You just saw the most horrifying thing ever, um, and and now you're taking a pit stop, um, at who knows where, and so I love mm-hmm. I love how. At first your expectations are horror movie. And then halfway into this movie, um that gets completely flipped over and you don't know where you
1: are anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's sort of another great sort of um discipline on Kreger's part that he doesn't uh because I could see, sort of imagine, um, there would be a temptation to cut back and show, forth. you know, cut back. But yeah, yeah, yeah go go to test and just 100%. be like, make sure you know we're still in the yeah, same yeah, world yeah. or whatever. But it's and I and I think it's almost it's a little bit risky too because I think you could feel people in the audience once those justin long scenes continue like there's three different scenes that have nothing to do with the house at all and it's only kind of at the end of the third one that he talks about his detroit right, properties right, right. we you go oh i see but it's it, you know in it in a time i think a lot of movies are it's stressed that you have to hold on to your audience and and not uh you know not lose this things. i think would be a uh, producer's note streaming.
0: uh for for a lot of people um, this would be yeah so. it
1: would be like eh, can you can you just show us even just like a glimpse of Tess you know asleep in the exactly. thing or just exactly. anything but um but it's 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 to me it's thrilling I think for some people and also I think for the people it's not a bad thing to frustrate your audience when you are taking them somewhere mm-hmm. you know because I think you know I'm watching it going like this to me I knew nothing so I thought the movie could have just been an anthology and it was going to go follow him and do something else I would be okay with that. It would have been fine with me. But for that, even for the audience member who's really frustrated, what happened to Tess? What happened to Tess? What's going on? Why am I watching this douchebag? It's, um, I think it's satisfying. And, and um, I think producers sometimes, and when the studios give directors notes, they underrate that. It sometimes is okay to use dissatisfaction and, and wrong foot someone for a little while to then give them the satisfaction of, Oh, that's what's going. On. Yeah. Oh, here's what's gonna happen. Oh, here's how we're gonna collide these two people together. Well, kudo-
0: kudos um, to um, whoever did produce this movie because I could a hundred percent see that this would be a, um, a a thing that would be changed in the studio. You know, so um, mm-hmm. good job yeah. to whoever it was who stood their ground and was able to make this sort of bifurcated story yeah. that kind of isn't yeah. connected for you know a good 10 minutes or whatever um until you yeah, start I th- to I realize think it was the it guy or I think something. so
1: yeah so, something like that who who produced it and he obviously I think sort of look-
0: understands um you know horror and and what audiences are looking for so you know it's i it's not that surprising that you know it kind of makes sense but mm-hmm. it it just I think is, it's a, also- is a weird Ver- version of this movie where um, it would totally be, have a different effect because you're sort of, you know, you're still in the same universe as, <laughs> as the the mm-hmm. opening sequence, you know?
1: The, yeah. 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 And I think you, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, th- I think the budget also is something that keeps, g- gave this guy the kind of freedom to just, um, you know, kind of do whatever and, and, and do something that's so kind of unusual or shocking um, and I think it's interesting. He kind of has a little bit of a parallel with Peel as a director who is. Um, I mean, it's not technically his first film, but it's his certainly his first horror film. And they both came from comedy uh, troops, you know, and were known for comedy. He Craiger uh, is from this group called the Whitest Kids You Know, which I had never heard. I talked to Brad about this. He, he actually he was like, "Oh, Whitest Kids You Know," so I, you know, it's it must be somewhat well known, but um it's um it's a really assured in the way that get out was really assured um horror and solo directing debut like he really knows how to shoot things and and it's it has this really kind of like clean look there's a way he um alters the look also especially when he goes back to the 80s that i think is really really Mm -hmm. well done it almost looks like a little bit like those kind of um, a lot of like those late Kubrick movies, almost like really wide angle lenses and kind of this unsettling, um, unsettling tracking shots. Um, yeah, really, really just impressive, impressive work from yeah, in all departments. Honestly. Yeah,
0: well, I guess um, we should sort of talk about. Um, I think I think Justin Long's character um, being sort of. a a scummy person um obviously that affects how you how you think about him but then um you also as you were as you mentioned to me when right after we saw it you also do sort of end up at at the very least rooting for him to um maybe not escape but you're sort of you're You're sort of on his side, you know, you want him to to not die at the hands of whatever craziness is happening uh, under the basement. Um,
1: Yeah, no, it's it's using your kind of I mean, in a a way, I can almost imagine if we're talking about like producer notes, that actually could have been one of the most um, risky aspects of the movie is because uh, it's. Um, people have a lot of trouble uh, especially nowadays you know being like oh i have to follow this person who is unsympathetic or is morally in the gray area or in this case like absolutely like morally abject um but it's you know i don't know it's an interesting sort of power of movies that you just just by following someone you know just by, you know like it's like travis bickle or mm-hmm. someone just by being in proximity you're inherently rooting for them and there's there's other reasons in this movie like he's he and Tess are sort of like trying to help each other get out of the situation and whatnot. But, um, I don't know. And also I feel like he's setting you up a little bit. And again, he's wrong footing you that it might be a little bit of a redemption story. Mm. Like it might be a movie (laughs) about this guy who's like, I did this horrible thing and I'm gonna, you know, save this young woman from this terrible fate, you know, also, at the hands of—I mean, the, the architect of all of this is this old man who is like this serial rapist and murderer. Um, who, and it's such a great moment when Long discovers what that guy is, and he's so horrified. It's like you—you're sick. You're—you're you're like what a horrible person you are. Um, and there's yeah, and that he has that monologue where it kind of feels like it's gonna be a redemption story and then it's like, no. <laughs> it's like this is just reaffirming that this guy is, you know, gonna remain true to his uh his nature, which, you know, in a way is what um a lot of a lot of the movie is about for all for all of the different Sure, players. sure.
0: Well and and I do I I did find that um that moment very interesting where uh he ends up shooting Tess. Um, yeah, both right, right. on sort of I think there's um you know there is an audience expectation there too, um where it's like it's like of course he would shoot Tess, you know that but but mm-hmm. also in some ways, the movie um is kind of okay with with him doing that, and you you still sort of you you get past that right on the next on the mm-hmm. next quest of getting out of there. Yeah, and, and you're like, you know, blah, 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 yeah, it was an accident. Well, and, 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 yeah. and on some level, you probably would do that too. You know, you have no idea what's going yeah, on. True. You know, it's dark. Uh, there's no, yeah. uh, there's no lights and tests. And, but, but the moment is, is so great because, um, everything, uh, you're saying, don't go down there. Um, and, you know that that whether or not it's it's him or whether or not it's it's you know the the mother creature or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know that something bad is going to happen to her when when she goes down there, um. So you're like, just get out of there, uh. Don't go back in, you know. Whatever else, um. And then you know, obviously, out of the goodness of of Tessa's heart, she does go back down because um. You know, mm-hmm. she wants to um to save this guy who you know is in is actually in danger um Mm -hmm. and uh he he ends up shooting her um and and that that moment of you he's walking out of of the the door and he's sort of you know he has the gun in his hand and he's sort of you know walking through and then she comes down and you already have put it together that like, that's what's going to happen. He's obvious he's going to shoot her. Um, and so I love mm-hmm. that as sort of the um, it it's not, it's not quite a, a red herring, but it is sort of this, this moment of, you know, ah, interesting, like interesting choice that that would be, you know, presented as the danger. And then, um, sort of immediately revoked when he's like oh my goodness like I did not even mean to you know he carries her out and whatnot and my my thought was almost like I would expect him to shoot her and then leave and that'd be like kind of the end of the movie almost uh you know in a in a lesser in uh, a lesser yeah. movie like that would be would have been a bummer. that would be like the, yeah. the the way to go um for yeah I think I think you know, as a wrap up and sort of a metaphor in some ways, uh, you know, and I think mm-hmm. it just would be a, a poor, personally, I, it would be a very poor choice, but, and I'm glad that they didn't mm-hmm. do that, but, um, but mm-hmm. it would be, I could expect that, um, of some, <laughs> you know, in some way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it would be like a, I mean, we, well, yeah, I would send you out with the kind of a, like, a, Oh geez, you know, wow. Isn't the world terrible feeling. But I, but I like that, it's like, it's like they double down on him being a horrible, you know, like, because doing that, as you said, you know, that's, that's, um, that's, it was, it's accidental. It's something that it's like in a gray area of, you could definitely see yourself in being as scared in that situation. Yeah, 100%. Um, you would shoot,
0: but, you would shoot but, anything that moved. Yeah, in you'd the, shoot the first person you that. see.
1: Yeah, in, the, in those yeah. caverns, especially after what's happened to him. But. When he, th- when he throws her off the <laughs> tower at the end, it's like... Okay, unambiguous. Like unambiguous yeah. what kind of person this guy is. And and again, it's like, I like the way he's structured this movie as as these two people who are like these, like the inverse of one mm. another. Like she's a person who will, you know, is so selfless, she will against her own better judgment go down into the basement multiple times, like for two different men. <laughs> um yeah that is true go down there you know at you know and both times causing you know great bodily harm to herself um and then this guy is so cowardly that he throws it swimming off the the water tower in what was i think it was the biggest laugh of the night at the (laughs) grand lake when that (laughs) happened and when then the the mother dives after her um because, and it's that's again kind of what's interesting about the movie. it's it's a horrible f- it's like a you know like a terrible moment but it's it's I, I mean it's one of these things where it's so horrible it makes you laugh because it's sort of like when someone tells a joke that's like so offensive <laughs> that it, it's just funny because you're like oh i can't believe they did yeah, that yeah um you have the reaction to long um doing that and that kind of brings you again to the this whole sort of aspect of perception that the movie is is examining because the mother this what appears to be a creature but really is i mean we've spoiled the whole thing this is the product of multiple generations of incest and rape in this guy's um you know underground bunker in some ways she other than tess maybe is is when you really break it down, the most sympathetic character of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, she is a threat to Tess and whatever. And she murdered the, you know, the guy, but you know, this is a, a person who has basically been entirely raised as an animal in captivity. Sure. Sure. Um, but, but again, you're watching you're most, of the movie you're watching with more sympathy towards the rapist than to her, who is the victim of this, of rape. And um, I don't know there, I think there's just something sort of interesting about that. And then there's other like um, smaller moments too, where this occurs, like when Tess goes to the police about the whole thing and she looks because she's been in the basement for days, looks like a bedraggled drug addict. And they're just like, "Uh, uh, sorry lady, like we don't believe you. And they just (laughs) drive away. Um, And likewise, Tess has the same perception of the homeless guy who's yelling, don't go in that house, and you know, uh, I don't know maybe he should have changed his demeanor a little bit. She <laughs> would have been taken taken to a you know, you yell at a woman. Yeah, maybe, know, don't, Get out that house maybe don't. Maybe don't
0: run and don't. Uh, well, but but what know, else is he gonna do? I mean, I guess he could.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's a function of the movie and and subversion a little bit. I think um, if he was, he was smart, was he would just
0: post up lot. at the uh, at the at the bench that was outside. That would what he would, do. Yeah, but he I mean, like, he's obviously yeah, afraid of that. Say. <laughs> <laughs> that spot too yeah I
1: mean he's not like mentally like in perfect condition himself but the, again the point being she saw him as a threat just as she saw Keith as a right. threat um, but he was actually trying to warn her not to go back in and get killed by this creature or by the woman um yeah so there's all sorts of interesting kind of um seeing the ways that we 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 perceive people incorrectly and and also longs thinking that the old man rapist is another victim, you know, at first, cause he's in the bed and he's. Sure. Sure. Porch, yeah. Know, well, I, before he sees I the guess, ghost. um,
0: yeah, I do want to highlight the mother as sort of, um, the villain and the victim of this movie, um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's a good way of saying, it, yeah. um, because one, I think it's a really interesting, um, Maybe commentary or or sort of um, expansion of the trope of sort of the horror mother, uh, which I think is is sort of a classic area where a lot of horror movies develop what what you know what is scary in the movie. Um, you know, it has to do mm-hmm. with either. I think uh, I took a horror class in in college, and one of the things we talked about a lot yeah. was. Um, The fear of um, sex and sexuality, the fear of parenthood and birth, and the fear of Mm -hmm. um, motherhood and um, mostly motherhood, it's usually not fatherhood that's portrayed at all, but um, motherhood Mm -hmm. just as the concept of raising sort of a, you know, uh, in some ways could be described as, you know, parasitic thing that needs you to survive and is kind of um you know it has this very strange relationship and there's something
1: strange and fearful about that um and you can go from both angles too, which is interesting because it can be the mother as protagonist, like Rosemary's mm-hmm. Baby, or you could the mother as antagonist, and something like yes, Harry, exactly. You know? But both both are kind of 100%. getting at the same thing, and actually, yeah, one
0: hundred percent. And that 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 was kind of what we talked about a lot in in that class was sort of the the things that come up over and over again in in horror movies, are, and I would say the things that are maybe inherently scary to people um, is this mm-hmm. idea of um you know one of the, the those ideas is motherhood and i think this is both um scary this is scary from both perspectives of mother and child um being um obviously it's a it's a di- disturbed mother um archetype where she is um something that you recognize uh as being familiar uh, but in a way that is so unfamiliar familiar that it becomes scary um, and so yes. so that that element to to her character is you know part of what makes it scary in that she um, looks horrifying and not motherly at all <laughs> um, but and her sure. actions as a um, wanting to be a mother um, is also just absolutely um terrifying because it's actions right. that in another context would be considered, you know, wholesome or good um but are right. in this context um just deeply unsettling <laughs>
1: right I, and interestingly, in other contexts could be uh assault sure but because sure. this yeah. is this woman is is just a basically an innocent. Uh, just you know pure animalistic creature whose only form of of knowledge is this <laughs> videotape of <laughs> breastfeeding right she's just oh that's what i'm supposed to do you know right
0: right um, right um yeah and i just i find it to be a really interesting perspective on this this sort of i guess the just the way that um the way that we interpret these uh, these sort of tropes in in horror movies, like there's no there's no world where that imagery is not scary. Back in you know the I guess the imagery of the you know the the horrifying mother, even you know even as early as something like Psycho, um, is you know another great example of sort of the um, the fear that people have from from this like disturbed oh, course, mother yeah, yeah. Um, situation, so I think I think this is tapping into something that is primarily um, scary for most people, but I would say everybody is it's scary for everybody, uh, but in a way that mm-hmm. that I think is um, fresh and and pretty unique, um, and and I I just I do find it really interesting how he's able to to write. Um, write himself into a situation where she's um she is incredibly scary um but she as the villain um is also very sympathetic and you understand you you feel really sorry for her um on a on a deep yeah, level it's like
1: a tragedy when you see it again and you realize what's what this sort of legacy of this guy yeah. the old man is and uh, what he's been doing
0: uh, uh, um well
1: sorry go ahead no just and then at the end it's it's such an interesting moment where y- you feel terrible for this for this woman um as she's cradling tess on the ground at the end and going bah, 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 bah. but then you're also like shooter like shoot her right <laughs> right right you, know, right, like right, you right. want her to get shot like please shoot right. this thing um and uh boy that's just what a great that that is a hell of an ending needle drop, yeah. right there to <laughs> to play be my baby uh which and also a coup to, you know well known for being the opening of mean streets but i think i think he earns the right to use i think it so it's, well it's so different from the scorsese usage and i mean and Not it's hilarious. So, it's, it's called "Be it's My so Baby." It's so funny. I
0: mean, um, yeah. well, yeah. And I guess, um, do you want to talk a little bit about about the old man, or um, I mean, we kind of mentioned him. I I do love that sequence, um, and how um, it's a very subtle way to put that in your mind. But and it's it's very mm-hmm. necessary for later, um, mm-hmm. for you yeah. to have that sort of. Um, third eye the you know to have the the dramatic irony of knowing what's down there um
1: yeah but also doing it in a way and i don't really i don't i don't prescribe necessarily to the uh, idea that you know a movie especially a scary movie has to be uh tasteful or not show <laughs> sure. things that are disturbing sure, but sure. i do i do kind of like the fact that he he gives you just enough yeah. and he, he doesn't because I think if you, there's a way of of revealing what's been happening for these decades, that would feel it's not even that it would be exploitative, but it would just be kind of laborious to show him like literally raping these women and whatever. But you never see any of it, and in a way, sometimes um, not always, but sometimes it is better to just leave it to you know see Justin Long's expression watching the videotape where you hear a woman screaming, and that's it. You never see the video, tape. yeah, or to just have him driving around following this woman, which is such a well, just a creepy, well-crafted uh, <laughs> scene. And then going to the, her house. Also, it's like he goes to her house, you're like, he's a kidnapper. He doesn't. He just opens the window, unlocks the window, and that's it. And you're like, oh, we know yeah. what's going to happen yeah. here. And, and, um, and then Baal, you know, it's all you need. You just need to hear her, a woman screaming in the basement when he goes home, and then that's it. He Gregor goes back to the
0: birth. yeah. It's I think it's a beautiful use of uh well i guess like trusting the audience trusting that the audience can has been paying attention and following along and can put two and two together you know and and so it's it, you know it's this sense of um yeah just just having having a, a little faith in your audience and then being um being uh cautiously um like holding back just a little bit um, not that you know it doesn't show terrifying things, but just being sort of um, smart about how it how it does that um, because mm-hmm. there's nothing. Yeah, I, I mean I think I think a movie like this um, the scariness comes from something that is not just the grotesque uh, visual of. You know certain things. I think that the scariness in a lot of these sequences is the implication of other things. Um, mm-hmm. That's and true. And so, yeah. you know, why would you need to show that in? Whereas the rest of the movie, you, you didn't really show much. You just implied that certain things were were happening, and and you know people were scared mm-hmm. by just the implication. So.
1: Yeah. And it's much more yeah, the movie is, is much more in the language of suspense and a thriller than about like um I mean there are there are <laughs> sorry some violent visuals in yeah. the movie but uh it's it's um he definitely is it's not about scaring you like oh you're gonna see something really gross or really upsetting or disturbing. It's it's more. I think this movie is feels in the line and for all these like ideas we're talking about the movie and all these themes he's hitting on. It is at its core. These are things you think about days later. At its core, when you watch it, to me this movie, to me it feels in line with something like Panic mm. Room or something like these the great, um, elemental one location. Yeah thrillers which i personally love. I it's it, it's a kind of movie i enjoy and um you know it's it's those sort of movies you're never going to make like a masterpiece with one of them. Though maybe panic room comes close, but this on the spectrum of quality of those this i would say behind maybe panic room and bound is is pretty high up there. Yeah.
0: I no, i th- i think so too. Um but i guess i guess the one the the interesting part to me about this movie and why i love it a lot and and why i recommend it i think to to anybody who is sort of interested in horror movies and is is kind of into this this spooky genre is you know some horror movies they leave you feeling um one of two ways they leave you feeling um awful in experiencing what you just watched right um, mm-hmm. or they leave you feeling disappointed, um, <laughs> and that, that's yes, Sometimes right, both. right, exactly, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, which is which is terrible because it's always like it's always like ah, oh, I, I enjoyed this this scariness of you know certain aspects of this movie, but when I got to the end, it was so dumb or bad or not well put together or whatever combination, um that Mm -hmm. I just felt uh, like, eh, lame, you know, and you just sort of toss it in the
1: trash. It's so easy to, to, it's difficult to come up with something that doesn't just end with, uh, and then they all fight or the two of them fight, you know? And I think this movie comes up with a really interesting way of making it about Long's character and his, his lack of redemption, basically. Um, where it, it never i just kept waiting for that other foot to drop where it was gonna be uh then they just you know he she posts up and shoots her or something but it it just i mean she does shoot her but it's it doesn't it doesn't go the sort of lame route. i mean like these halloween movies i just want or the you know new halloween i just saw is like an example of that where it's hey it's some cool ideas whatever but we need to you know oh it's just gonna be laurie strode and Michael Myers fighting at the end it's, like, yeah, it's a little a <laughs> little bit lame. yeah um, but
0: but uh, but a great respect. a great horror movie leaves you feeling I think two things a sense of wonder and a sense of mm-hmm. um, uh, in some ways uh, so th- th- it's like relief and then a question mark right so it's a it's a mm-hmm. you know you wonder about um you're you're relieved a, a certain part you know from the characters conclusions or whatever else but then it leaves you sort of wondering about something else um maybe thinking about what else could could be going on or you know something else like that um and mm-hmm. and this one i don't think it has necessarily the wonder element of it um that sort mm-hmm. of leaves you continuously scared after the movie ends. Um right. but it it definitely has the relief and the, the just the enjoyment element of of following a satisfying story to its conclusion, which n- basically no horror movie does. Well, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like even yeah. even the greatest horror movies um they're you know, they they conclude usually in a in a mystery um, to keep you thinking about them mm-hmm. for longer. Like I I think about like it where it's where it's like, um, or, sorry not it. What am I saying? Uh, I think about like the thing um, where you know they oh, sure. they you know the mystery and sort of the the intrigue of the last moments is you know are they. Who are they? Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and actually, speaking of Carpenter, the original Halloween has sure. the same when Michael Myers isn't on the lawn. You're, oh, you know. Um,
0: but you know, um, but 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 the the sort of story that you have been following is still concluded, um, but it's not in sort of the. Uh, you know, it's all it's almost like a diminished chord, you know. It's in it's in a it's mm-hmm. in kind of a a funky way. It doesn't resolve quite the way that um that you know a dramatic movie would. Um and yeah. d- I think this this movie about- I think does follow sort of the dramatic element of concluding the story, which you hardly ever see. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't leave it's it's clear at the end of this movie everyone is dead it is not a movie that has the feeling of yeah except, except for Tess. Tess. Every, you don't you're not going is she still out there it's like no no she's dead yeah. but i think i think in a way in, in the place of something like a john carpenter you know who is he the thing is michael Myers still out there in the place of that i think what this movie leaves you with that's unsettling is just like how you feel about What's, mm-hmm. what happened in the movie how you feel about the fact that she killed this woman who is as we said is kind of a victim um and uh, I don't know and also just thinking about just the the idea of you know people like this being out there in general yeah. you know in the world um, and this sort of um monstrousness or barbarism I guess as w- the title would imply you know is 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 something that um you know that, that remains. Um, but I think, um, no, it's 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 definitely a satisfying ending. It's funny, I think c- certain horror movies can get away with the, the you know, Laurie Strode fights, <laughs> Michael Myers sort of, like, I think certain things, actually Suspiria in some ways kind of is sure. a little bit of... That's sort of it, but in a way it gets away with it because it's so stylish and it's so well crafted and fun that you're just like oh and okay it, that was that was entertaining and it uses know?
0: it in a in a way that's like a little clever uh where you know she figures something out about uh, about the witches and that's mm-hmm. how you know she's able to sort of uh scheme and and s- protect herself in this way so it, you know yeah but anyway keep going.
1: Oh, and I just, just, I think, yeah. And then at the, the very best level, something like Psycho or Care, I mean, Psycho apart from the, the epilogue, <laughs> which is a little bit of a letdown, but the, the the real ending of the movie and Carrie have, you know, they kind of are able to do both and they leave you unsettled, but they also are kind of a big fun, like almost action climax. Um, Yeah, but this movie, what I like about it also is that it it, it both avoids being a dumb horror movie being just a, Oh, they all fight at the end movie. But at the same time, another thing it avoids, which I'm getting a little bit wary of in, in certain uh, horror movies, modern horror movies is this idea of the elevated horror, Mm -hmm. the idea of like these movies that are, you know, in some ways, you know, the, the product of very good movies, I think during Peele's movies, uh, I think Ari Aster hereditary have been the precursors of that. And those are great movies in my opinion, but they have also spawned a lot of filmmakers who like to make horror movies that are very self-conscious about the fact that we're exploring something. Usually, it's trauma. Usually <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we yeah, have yeah. We're, our big ideas writ large, and um, they end up being even a, even a movie like like those Ty West, you know, like Pearl and X, which I thought were pretty entertaining, pretty solid movies. There's there's some real, especially Pearl. There's some real like indulgence in terms of, um, I don't know, being like a deep character study and kind of kind of um, and like almost grinding the movie to a halt in in one case in 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 Pearl, um, and I like the fact that Barbarian for all of these things we're talking about and all these things, it is a very unpretentious movie. <laughs> There's nothing about it where it stops and is like, here's what we're talking about. This is a movie about women or, or victimization yeah. or perce- perception. All these things are just beneath the surface and you can just watch the movie and it's like a roller coaster. It's just, you just have a great time. And um, I don't know. I feel like there are very few, um, outside of like Nope or you know some appeals movies, um directors who who really can 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 pull that off in the zone between being dumb and entertaining and being you know interesting and intellectual but also not kind of pretentious yeah. um so so much respect for him i mean this is a real i don't know i never heard of this guy in my entire life really and it was such a surprise um you know i expected something entertaining based on what i'd heard but this it exceeded my expectations and uh yeah, I mean, do you have do we have any critiques of the movie? I really I don't. Mean, I
0: I, I honestly don't. Um I, I the it's <laughs> it sounds weird to say that but but I think the movie is so intelligent and it delivers on its promises um in a way that I think is just mm-hmm. is just I, I mean it's it's out of the park. I, it really does uh, an excellent job and to me like I'm not I don't mean to say that it's a perfect movie but to me it's a perfect movie in that it gives me everything mm-hmm. that i want out of it um gives me the laughs gives me the scares i like the the conclusion i think it's um you know it leaves me both a little bit scared about the sort of uh you know w- walking back to my car at night it, it situation you know in, in that kind of oh, way yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it also gives me um Sort of peace of mind that I don't have to think about it that much, uh, you know. It's not you know it's not one of those movies where it's like, Ooh, you know, that it's still out there, you know, the thing, it's still gonna get you, you know, yeah. that that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't need to do that because it's such a self-contained story. Um, and I don't know, it just it just it delivers all of the things that I would want from a horror movie like this, and it leaves me feeling. Um like I enjoyed this movie a lot. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. ooh, I really yeah, liked yeah. this. Whereas like something something as brilliant as Hereditary, um, that's a movie that leaves you kind of distraught at the end. <laughs> you know? And of yeah, of course yeah. that's a you know well, that one's interesting too, not to spoil hereditary or anything, but that ending is also kind of a um uplifting
1: (laughs) in some ways well like a tragically uplifting or whatever I think it's I think it's a
0: hilarious ending I think the ending is so funny personally but
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think I think you're a sick uh, young man Cameron but uh but I know you mean um yeah
0: but you know in any case that that's a movie that I think uh leaves you just disturbed and mulling over it's it's you know themes for for quite a while, and then you know this one, it just came and conquered. You know, and that's that's all it needed to mm-hmm. do. Um, oh, also one other thing I forgot to mention is I love the triple entendre of the name, uh, being you know they're on Barbary uh-huh. Street, um, there right. uh, the man is a you know a barbarian and what he's doing to the women, and then the the motherly uh-huh. character is also literally a barbarian in sort of the The natural sense that you would use it is that she, you know, she doesn't speak and, you know, she's kind of in this, uh, world, you know, she's, she's outside of society,
1: basically, um. Yeah, and oh, and uh, don't forget AJ. Also, you could describe as sure a barbarian of a different sure. sort. Um, um, it's a little bit like it's like the bicycle thief. At least when they had this as a single, yes, title. yeah, yeah. singular. Yeah. It's like we don't know who who is the barbarian, right? Exactly. Um, I love it.
0: Um, but, but well, I I wanted to ask yeah. you. Um, to me, I think this is my favorite horror movie to come out since Hereditary. Um, do you think? Okay. uh do you think there's any ones that that crown it for you
1: uh i think well i think it, it nope is kind of i don't really know if nope counts as a horror movie um so i mean i i like nope i i think it's i think it's terrific it's still my favorite film of the year i i think i think us i still have a soft spot for us so i haven't watched it me since too
0: then. and i um, i do love us um but I think it's a messier movie. Um and it's not quite as Definitely. As, definitely. Um it's not quite as well thought out as this one is. Though I do think it is yeah. uh, a a great a great example of a horror movie that is both that gives me exactly what I want, for sure.
1: So. Yeah, there's I there's a certain thing with, with with certain horror movies for me where there are ones that are perfectly crafted and really without i mean when we're talking about flaws of this movie i think the only thing i could say is maybe it's just on second viewing it's a little bit less exciting now that you see the seams of the story it it never is going to be as fun as the first time you see barbarian but um a lot like get out these are both movies that are really really um, seamless perfectly considered constructions but for whatever reason movies like us for example i don't know it's a, I, undeniably are messier more flawed or have more sort of frills to it. and i think nope actually um you know just if we're talking about peel is another movie that in some ways ha- has flaws as well and, and is a little bit um maybe a little long-winded in places or whatever but it for whatever reason i those movies are more powerful to me as a as a whole piece whatever the aspect of maybe just being uh deeper character stories or um more adept pieces of filmmaking or more kind of audacious and maybe emotionally um cut to the center more deeply i still think honestly i don't know if i can think of anything that is as scary to me as that um Opening with the girl in the mirror, hall of mirrors, turning around. In yeah. us. I think that is just an unforgettable <laughs> image. <laughs> sure. And even Nope, which is not really that scary most of the time, and actually the things that are scary are more disturbing than scary. Um, I think I don't know if I've mentioned to you, but I it's the only time I've ever had a movie give me nightmares. Really, I, I've seen I've horror movies don't really. Um, Give me night. I mean, I'll walk around, you know, in the dark of my house, you know, scared that the <laughs> woman will come out or whatever. But in my actual sleeping, I've had nightmares about that UFO thing sweeping down or coming down from the sky. Um, so for whatever reason, that movie has has stuck with me uh, in a powerful hmm. way. But this is definitely—is um, it the best? that's not by Jordan Peele, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I think I—I really so. like.
1: Yeah, there's actually one movie I really like that is a little bit in a similar, it's more in a similar vein to Hereditary in that you might call it the elevated horror. It's a little bit more of a, of an art movie than a traditional horror movie called Relic, which is this movie where uh, it's about a woman taking care of her mother who has like Alzheimer's, and the house sort of becomes this extension of the mother's illness, and I thought that was really audacious really powerful movie and, and and a movie where it was very it's like very uh clearly metaphorical it's very uh obvious in in what it's trying to say but um the experience of watching it was incredibly powerful um so i i would put relic also up there but but yeah barbarian and and it, it might be the most pure purely fun one of all the ones yeah. i mentioned it's just a great time. It's incredibly funny. All this, we, I don't know how much we emphasize how funny Justin Long. So is funny! Movie. It's it's a. I truly think he should like get an Oscar nomination for this performance.
0: Measuring the the square footage um, and yeah,
1: <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, it's like the, outside of Jackass, the cut to him you know looking at the second basement like the terrifying basement and then him cutting (laughs) you know (laughs) unloading the the measuring tape is like the hardest i laughed yeah 100 um
0: yeah no i i i agree the the movie is genuinely funny though i i mean you know us i mean i i just i can't help but laugh every time i i think about that scene where (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where they they start fl- oh, the, oh where, my, yeah I, start whatever. <laughs> I just think that's the funniest <laughs> the funniest thing right. ever yeah, um great. but you know oh uh, well, well
1: another great uh grand lake
0: yeah episode. i'm i yeah. i bet <laughs> yeah. um all right well i think i think that wraps it up i i couldn't recommend this movie enough i think it's so good um, and a shock, like a, a stunner of a movie, you know, really did not expect anything out of it. I saw the trailer. I thought the trailer looked stupid, um, like a kind of a normal, you know, like smile or something, you know, just one of these uh, trash horror movies or whatever. I actually thought maybe even worse mm-hmm. because um, it was a movie that I could tell was in one location. I could tell was a sort of a newer uh, director or, you know, not as well-named actors and stuff like that. So it was like, you could t- sort of tell that mm-hmm. this was like a first foray maybe. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and so I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be garbage. Um, and then the reviews started mm-hmm. coming out and they were like, no, this is really good. And then I saw it and I could not even, couldn't, couldn't believe it yeah. actually.
1: Yeah, shout out to Sean Fennessy, who's from The Ringer, who it was because of his tweet saying, you have to see this movie and do not learn anything Mm. about it that I, I went in as cold as I did. And yeah, it was great. One of the great um, movie going experiences of uh, 2022 for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even really talk about this, um, man. We're we are really cre- creeping in on two hours here about this about this <laughs> ninety minute movie. Him. We're we're at the runtime right now. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah. What?
0: Uh, I was gonna say um, audience uh, reactions and expectations. That was something that we talked about a little bit last week with Suspiria about how much fun I had with you at at uh, at the draft house mm-hmm. um, with that. uh, oh yeah you're right at the castro um where everybody knew what was happening everybody was like laughing and cheering when she dies in the in the (laughs) you know in the pit um you know it's just hilarious Uh um and it and it felt like we were like peering into a a new world where like you know it was like it was like watching a uh A screening of the room where people are throwing spoons and stuff, you know, and it's like this this culture that they built around this movie that I just had no idea, no insight in, um, but is just super fun to witness. Um,
1: Yeah, and actually for a good movie, exactly.
0: And and so you know what I was sort of talking about with Isaac is the, I think the importance of watching movies like this with an audience or with, um, you know, your friends. And that would be my recommendation is now that it's on HBO um, convince one of your scaredy cat friends to watch it with you um, and or get a group of people and be like, be like, all righty, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to put it on. Here's the here's, here's a movie that is going to scare you (laughs) and is, is going to be awesome.
1: Well, I just, I just actually should ask, are you going to edit this episode?
0: Uh, Tonight? No, I just mean oh, is, is, are you or no, Isaac no, no, listening to this episode? It
1: yeah. Okay, because I because I'm like I I hope Isaac doesn't listen to it cuz I really would love for him. I think Tim has already gotten it spoiled through uh, listening to the Big Picture podcast, but um it it would be fun if we could. I mean, Isaac is going to be pretty busy yeah, for the next yeah. month Maybe. Or whatever, but uh, whenever the time comes, to get to, you know, get the boys together. This would be a great one for like getting the boys together and, you know.
0: Yeah, I of. don't know. I, I, uh, it, it really would be. It's, it, it is, it's a great movie to watch with other people, I think. Um, and our, our yeah. theater, we were talking about it, how it was kind of, you know, these levels that are raised. So you, oh, when we saw Barbarian, at yeah, the so you restaurant. don't, you yeah. don't really get to see the other, uh, people in the theater, but, uh, it, mm-hmm. um, the, even the people who we were just immediately around, it was so fun to see their reaction and everybody like gasping at the mm-hmm. same time and being like, yeah. Well, oh yeah. no.
1: Oh no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, me, me seeing your reaction too. Yeah. Yeah. it's you know? yeah, um, great. Really fun. Yeah.
0: So I would say that is 100% my recommendation. Watch it with someone else. Watch it with other people, but hopefully a group, if you can get yeah. a bunch of people together.
1: There was there was something funny about when I saw it at the Grand Lake. I saw it just by myself. I was going solo, but it, I think because the credits come, and then there's interspersals of tests like walking. You kind of are like, is there going to be a? You're waiting for a post credit mm. scene. So, me, I mean, I always wait to the end of the credits. But a lot of other people waited to the end of the credits when, of course, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. And um, I thought, but there was a funny moment where when the curtain went down we all like got up and we're walking like all these different groups silently and i was like it almost feels weird we're not talking to each other cuz it feels like we all like went through a <laughs> war together we all like had the same like yeah, experience yeah. and it's like we should all be like homies like you know reminiscing <laughs> about our our hard times because it was just like uh, we all we all we all experienced something together and it was kind of yeah.
0: beautiful yeah no 100% um yeah and and i would i will say maybe this isn't a criticism but I would love to have had a scene, and I mentioned to, th- this to you. I would have loved to have a scene where the police are are trying to figure out what's <laughs> going on at this at this weird house, um, and uh-huh. like that could be a totally totally a a great. Way to have like another joke at the end, you know, where it's like I don't know a bunch yeah. of crackheads or something, you know, like they just they just come to yeah, this yeah, conclusion, yeah. Yeah. or like a news segment where it's yeah, like they're... you know drugs are uh, t- taking over the city again, you know, like something <laughs> like that.
1: Yeah, a deformed woman, a man, the famous actor AJ has his head ripped into. <laughs> A homeless man has been beaten to death <laughs> with his own arm. Uh, there's an old man who apparently shot himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, very confusing. Uh, crime I would statement.
0: just, yeah, I I would, I feel like that would be a, just another, a great way to, to um, wrap it up with a nice little bow um, in, you know, just a fun way, but it's okay.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it crossed his mind, yeah. but yeah it's it, it. i think it for what it is it's still it's yeah 100
0: all right well uh let's get out of here we've been talking about this movie for way too long <laughs> but uh as you can tell we love it it's it's really an excellent movie um couldn't recommend it enough um so go go watch it in theaters if you can or watch it with your friends